Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In March, Customs and Border Protection stopped 71% more people than in February, 172,000. That's larger than the entire population of McAllen, Texas, a common point of entry in the Rio Grande Valley. Lance Newhouse is a farmer in McAllen whose land is just south of the border wall. He says every day he sees about 100 migrants cut through his fields. At times, groups have pretended to blend in with his workers or even hide in crops. You can't harvest it. Sugarcane is huge, and if you're if there's a person hiding in there, you can't see him, and the machinery doesn't forgive. No. Um, it's such a mess on the border, and it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. I'm glad we're talking to somebody that's uh, been there recently. Yeah, Tom McClintock, a congressman from the 4th District of California, was in McAllen, Texas, earlier this week to tour a resettlement facility, one of the many, many facilities just jammed full of immigrants, illegal immigrants, children, and, and more. Tom, uh, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks, guys. Excellent. So let's put aside politics uh, completely for the moment. What is the humanitarian situation on the border as you observed it? Well, you're seeing enormous numbers of, um, of of children and young people coming in, and there's a reason for that. Under the new policies, of, uh, if you claim you're under 18 or you're in the company of a child under 7, you're automatically in. And uh, that's why you're. And in addition to that, by flooding the zone with children, uh, they can uh, focus the border attention on that. You know, trying to save kids who've you know been thrown off of rafts into the river, things like that. Uh, not to mention the enormous amount of manpower it takes to take care of them. Uh, while the border patrol is doing that, they can sneak the bad guys in. That, that's the 130,000 getaways so far this year uh, that they've been talking about. Um, and the border patrol tells me that is a very low estimate, maybe three or four times as many. Um, so it, it, it's it's completely out of control. But the reason why so many families are sending their kids north is because it works. Get across the border. If you can survive that 2,000-mile trail of terror, you're in. And the cartels are fully aware of American policy at the moment. Oh, uh, they're more aware of it uh, than, than members of Congress are sometimes. Their, their equipment is better than the Border Patrol has. Uh, we were standing on the bank of the uh, uh, Rio Grande River one night uh, looking through um, uh, night scopes. Uh, the, uh, the cartels were looking right back at, uh, at us through, uh, through night scopes that were much, much more powerful. That's wow. uh, something. And one more quick note about being overwhelmed at the border. I'm told by Border Patrol uh, that because they are so completely overwhelmed by the humanity and then dealing with especially the youngsters, there are all sorts of drugs getting through, including the fentanyl that our friends in China are so kindly manufacturing for us. Well, again, if you can flood the zone with uh, families with children, uh, uh, there's an enormous amount you can do while the Border Patrol is occupied. Again, so many of them now are, are, are changing diapers and baby, babysitting. Well, we've not got to these. Mention, not to mention stopping gang fights in a lot of the youth pods. Don't forget, a lot of these youth are 16, 17 years old. Some of them are older than that, just simply claiming to be 17. They already have gang affiliations. They said a lot of fights break out in these pods between rival gang members. They know who each other is. And according to reports in recent days, um, various sexual molestation and that sort of stuff. Have you heard anything about that? Well, I mean, I've, I've seen the reports. Of, uh, they, 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 they really. Uh, shocking thing is um, uh, when 
when they're that overwhelmed, they're not doing a lot of vetting when they're sending these kids out. And, and don't forget, uh, the, the, uh, the families that are sending these kids north or bringing them north are paying the cartels about $4,000 a pop. The cartels are making about a half a billion dollars a month just in human trafficking. Forget the drug trafficking. Of, uh, so the, the, um, you know, we're, we're free, feeding the, the, the drug cartels money, and we're also, um, when they get here, uh, we make enormous efforts to, to get them where they want to go in the United States. We make no effort to find out where these kids came from and get them back home to where they began. If we were doing that, you wouldn't be having this huge influx of migration uh, because the word would get out very quickly. Don't come north. You won't get in. They'll send you right back home again. And as one of the Border Patrol agents told me, the cartels don't give refunds. Well, politically, I don't know how this is going to get straightened out because I think it's so unlikely that the Biden administration is going to want to say, look, we're not letting you in. Nobody's getting in, and even if you get in, we're sending you back. I, I just don't see that happening. Well, that's that's unfortunate because we were implementing those policies and they were working. Uh, the border was secure in January, but uh, you know if you, if you look at the numbers, they they, they tell the, the the story pretty clearly. The week uh, of the election last year, a hundred family units illegally crossed the border. A hundred. By inauguration week, that figure had increased to 1,100 in a week. The week ending March 24th, that number was 15,000. So wow. Trump had the border under control. It was, it was Biden's open invitation uh, that, that overwhelmed our facilities. And, and, and his administration's answer seems to be not to control the border, but rather to open gigantic welcome centers to process more people. Congressman Tom McClintock is on the line. A couple of different reactions to that, Tom. Number one, the president, I'm not sure if he understands what's going on or to what extent he's in charge. We played a tape of Kamala Harris comparing ICE to the KKK from about a year and a half ago, a hearing I'm sure you saw. But a really interesting revelation in recent days, uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was behind closed doors. And while he publicly, you know, trashed the Trump administration and their policies, he was advocating uh, standing up for ICE, more deportations, taking on sanctuary cities, repairing the wall and all sorts of stuff. Did you catch those reports? Uh, actually, uh, some of the Border Patrol agents may mention that to me. Uh, huh. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, Kamala Harris is in, in charge of border security. And as I said at the time, that's a lot like asking Ghislaine Maxwell to, to chaperone a high school prom. I mean, it's the yeah. older proof. They're, they're, they're not serious about this crisis. They, they actually like it. Well, I, I just took it as good news. If the DHS secretary has uh, you know, a view closer to what I think is the right way to handle this, maybe he'll be heard at some point. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know how we get out of this. Like I said, politically... The Biden administration would just get destroyed by its base if they if they switched course. And if they don't switch course, how is it going to improve? Well, uh, first of all, I, I think the American people are clearly galvanizing against this as they begin to realize the magnitude of the crisis that we're facing at the border. If you can even call it a border anymore. I mean, when you're allowing people to simply be waved into the country uh, as they cross illegally, you really don't have a border. And if you don't have a border, you don't have a country. And don't forget, Gallup uh, uh, did a survey uh, in Latin America, and their conclusion was there are about 42 million people in Latin America and the Caribbean who very much would like to come to the United States. 
policies. And under these policies, they can. Uh, so I think we're at the beginning of a mass migration of historic proportions. Uh, uh, and I don't know of any civilizations that, that survived such a phenomenon. I mean, history is screaming this warning at us that, that countries that either cannot or will not defend their borders simply aren't around very long. And, you know, as we've mentioned before, the cartels are acutely aware of the shifts in thinking. They read the report about Alejandro Mayorkas. They can read the tea leaves. So I'd imagine there is an enormous hurry up on flooding the border with as many people as possible. So you as a member of the House of Representatives, what do you advocate happens first? What's the most uh, critical need? Restore the Trump policies that had taken control of the border. Finish the border wall. Enforce court-ordered deportations. Restore the remain in Mexico policy. Those were the Trump policies that restored control of the border. Those were the policies that Biden uh, reversed his very first day in office. Now, then we can have a discussion about what to do with those who've lived in the United States for many years and not committed any crimes while they're here. But that discussion can't begin until we secure our borders and enforce our immigration laws. Uh, otherwise, we're simply encouraging more of it. And and as far as being in a rush, uh, like I said, there are 42 million people behind the group that's coming in right now ready to migrate as well. Congressman Tom McClintock, the 4th District of California. Uh, a question just kind of off topic. Before you came on, I was clicking around trying to figure out what committees you were on and, and the rest of it. And uh, I came across Ballotpedia, which was uh, looking at your votes and everything. And they called you a, uh, a moderate Republican. And it's funny because I've always thought of you as a deficit hawk and a, uh, a spending hawk, fiscal conservative and all. But what's your philosophy as a congressman? What are you doing there in D.C., Tom? Liberty. I've got a bit of a, a civil libertarian streak in me, which uh, which on some of these surveys uh, um, uh, pulls me off of a strict conservative definition. But I believe in, in freedom. I believe in the God-given right of people to make their own decisions as they go through life. I believe in the principles of the American founding. And that is why you're one of the few politicians that we actually consider to be a friend. Tom McClintock, 4th District of California. Tom, always great to talk. Thanks. Same here. Thanks again. Keep up the good work. I don't know how this border story ends. I really don't. I just I don't I don't think the Biden administration is going to change course. And if they don't, it's just going to continue to grow. You know, I think it's probably about what you were saying. Uh, and, and I was saying about Alejandro Mayorkas. You are publicly saying the we will never repeat the sins of the Trump administration, the racist, xenophobic. And while I'm out the out front droning, you are behind the scenes scrambling like hell to reinstitute every chapter and verse of it. I have be. a very strong feeling that could be. And that probably work in the uh, the way the drive by media handles things. They'd probably right. work for him. Right, yeah, because they stepped in it, man. It is a, a serious problem down there. Uh, half a, it's half a dozen different kinds of problem. The fate of the poor kids. The fact that people are renting their children to would-be illegal immigrants so that when the person comes across and says, yeah, this is my son, he probably doesn't even know his name, you have to let him in as a family unit. A unit, rather. And, and the... uh the cartels know it. You got the drug crisis. You got the now what do we do with these people crisis. You got that gang thing. It's really a nightmare. Uh, yeah, and then the COVID situation, which is oh yeah, hardly ever even brought up, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. But on a lighter note, and it is a significantly lighter note, we have cow coming up in moments. Uh, oh, Friday yes. treat. It's clips of the week. Cool. Armstrong and Getty.
Armstrong and Getty Show. I went in there to get some loop earrings, and I seen the guy come in. He was just so shy. He was saying, hey, how much do I owe to pay off my ring? It was just, and I was like, my man, I'm, I'm, how much is the ring? And this is something that I do every day. The other day, me and my mom went furniture shopping, and this lady, uh, she had a autistic daughter. Mm. And, you know, she was also, you know, looking to pay for some furniture. And I just, I just took care of it. So I'm into, I'm into making people happy. So whenever I leave the house, I just try to do a good deed. How much fun would that be? Oh, Love and, Shaq. And, and, yeah, and Sh- and Shaq really seems like the kind of guy that's doing it for all the right reasons. Um, but I saw the video of him paying off the dude's uh, engagement ring mm-hmm. at the store. Mm-hmm. That was that yeah. was really cool. Yeah, that's sweet. What a nice. Uh, well, it's it's great, obviously, to be able to do that sort of thing. But Shaq's one of the few who just goes ahead and does it. Yeah, and he would, he, and he would never notice it. He yeah. pays off the engagement ring. What is it going to be? I don't know. Five, ten thousand dollars. Um, he didn't. You know. It's not even a rounding error for him. That's his his couch cushions. So um, this story is about another family, not my family. It's a family that owns a trampoline. We do not own a trampoline. Mm. Um, Never. uh, You can't have a trampoline and have homeowner's insurance in the state of California. Um, And uh, this person I know who uh, had a trampoline and was talking to their homeowner's insurance people, when the homeowner's insurance people told them that, this person I know, um, said to the insurance people, um, all of my son's friends, they have a son, all of my son's friends have a trampoline. Every <laughs> single, I'm thinking about him. Yeah, I can think of six of his friends. Every single one of them has a trampoline. Said your friend. Said my friend. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, I said, so do they just pretend they don't? Or, well, then they can't have homeowners insurance. Hmm, I thought, mm, that's interesting. So, <laughs> do you, do you have a list of their names to give us? <laughs> I just, I just found that interesting. So I don't yeah. know what's going on with those people if they're just lying. And then, so the next step of it is, uh, this, this family I know, um, had to sit their kids down. And he had talked to his wife and everything and said, look, this is what we got to do if, uh, I think his name is Billy, this friend of mine, I don't even know his kids' names, but the son's name is Billy, said to his wife and his kids, if Billy falls off the trampoline and breaks his arm and we have to go to the ER, we can't tell them it happened on the trampoline. Let's tell them it fell out of a tree or something like that. Or off your bike. Yes. And, uh, And he was somewhat bothered by the fact that he is actually teaching his son to lie. Your friend was. My friend was really worried about this. He's more Mm. upstanding than I am. Um, He was worried that he was teaching his kids to lie, but thought that's the only way you can operate in a weird, jacked-up socialist world where everybody's rent-seeking about everything to own a trampoline, which everybody has. I mean, I know know lots. I don't have one, but I know lots of people that have trampolines, and I don't know what they're doing. We apparently have one in the uh, the radio ranch. (laughs) So it would seem. Uh, Well, seriously now, what is next? Bikes? Well, that's, 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 that's uh, clearly the next step would have to be. It's already happened for horses. I happen to know that for, for a fact. It's They're very, not allowed to jump on trampolines anymore. <laughs> horses on trampolines. Well, one at a time, but you can't have two I, on a trampoline at any given time. I thought this was America. No, but it's, it's very <laughs> difficult to have homeowner's insurance and a horse at this point in the state of California. I don't know about other states. Wow. Trampolines. I don't know how. Dirt bikes or ATVs of any kind wouldn't be next. Certainly bikes at some point. Mm-hmm. How about fun? 
Well, how about, well, there are schools. We've talked about this for years. Schools where the kids are not allowed to run at recess because of either. The grass might be wet. Veal, caffy, nobody should ever get hurt any time beliefs or liability concerns. So soon it will be running, followed by walking fast, followed by walking at all. You won't be able to get homeowner's insurance. Do you have fun at your home? Oh, sorry. Oh, there's a surcharge. Ah. I don't see how you wouldn't out uh, get rid of tree houses. Oh, oh, please, no! Don't admit to having a tree house. Good lord! Well, kids climb trees, so you can't have trees, I guess, or at least nope. you can't climb them. Mow them down, deforest. Uh, this friend of mine with a trampoline. I don't know. They're uh, living a dangerous lifestyle. I feel uh, I feel bad for the conflict that uh, he Iggy is feeling. I assume his name is Iggy Irving because you referred to him as I a couple of times. He. <laughs> Often goes by his yeah. first initial. You know how nicknames go. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. What a terrible thing to have to tell your kids to lie to the ER doctor. I know it. I know it. <sighs> kind of world nobody likes this world. This is what I always say. Right. Nobody wants it to be this way, but it is this way. And nobody seems to be working to end it being this way. I find that confusing. Well, and or those of us who would like to end it being this way, we're just up against the tide of attorneys and insurance companies. And you can't vote attorneys out of office. There are too many of them. They they swarm the country like ants. Yeah. And have a similar effect on American life than ants do at picnics. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Up in here, up in here. This is rapper BMX, so I must admit I didn't know, but he has died at the age of 50. I guess Prince Philip need a, needed a rapper to entertain him. What? You got a good one. The great DMX, who Sean was telling us, a complex fella. Yeah. Loved his uh, daughter very much. Tried to be a good dad. Struggled with drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, very religious. Mm-hmm. While you know, this happens a lot in hip hop, right? This the the their music has this wide range of violence and degeneracy, and then a lot of times they they have these religious impulses, and some of them make songs about it. He made a lot of songs about about the flip side of it. Um, a lot of his hits were kind of the more aggressive ones, um, but he. He was on the short list of the most spins of my high school career in oh, really? terms of hit. Like he was, he was huge during during my high school. He days. also helped to bolster the spirits of his fellow Brits during World War II. <laughs> no, that's Prince Philip, <laughs> the other person that died today. Which one was married to the Queen? I keep getting confused. All right, well, we have a lot of good stuff to get to, including. Uh, I don't want to steal any anybody's thunder on this. Uh, Bill Gates with a scheme that's. Uh, Reminiscent of a certain cartoon billionaire. So stay tuned <laughs> yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if he actually could do it, it's horrifying. <laughs> but first, and we apologize, we spaced it off. It was supposed to happen in the last segment. It's a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. I probably smoke more Parmesan cheese than anyone, <laughs> anyone that you know, I'm sure, Tracy. <laughs> Donald Trump's statement. Happy Easter to all, including the radical left crazies who rigged our presidential election and want to destroy our country. Just don't ask me to play the piano or the organ. I can't. 
don't know how. My father would say I have no talent at all. And Joe Biden's broken his own rule 84 days. And now he's lying to the American people, George. He's lying about this bill. Sorry I'm late. I just found a big walnut in the parking lot. I was chasing it around for two hours. I truly believe in my heart most white people and black people are awesome people. But we're so stupid following our politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats. Folks said, Joe, that's not a walnut. That's a dirty rock. Yeah, right. If it's a rock, then why is my mouth watering? By no reasonable stretch can you compare the voting regimen in Georgia today, the voting regime in Georgia today, to what was going on during Jim Crow. It is outrageous exaggeration at best. I think it's sick for the President of the United States, Joe Biden, who's been a friend for years, to say that what they're doing in Georgia is Jim Crow 2.0. Just because he's got money don't mean those homeless people don't have rights. They want to go after this bill and message about how it's not really infrastructure, that only 5% is going to traditional infrastructure. Will the rest of the Republican Party follow suit, or are they going to be talking about the All-Star game? We're taking down the coronavirus like it took down a fella on my block called Kansas City Dennis. <laughs> Do I think that Matt Gates looks like a guy who shows photos of naked women to people at work? Yes. But... Do I think that he would have paid for sex? Yeah, definitely. That in no way, shape, or form is anything that um, uh, is by policy, is not part of our training, and it is certainly not part of our ethics or our values. Every time a kid gets tossed into America, a coyote gets his wings. You see, gum was new back then. Before gum, we used to just bite off a piece of a live pig's ear. Pretty easy to chew. The hard part was blowing bubbles. Uh, funny. Kansas City Dennis. <laughs> we haven't talked much about the Chauvin trial today. It was a rough day for him yesterday. Uh, for Derek Chauvin? Yeah, I'd yeah. say when you had a, a variety of medical experts saying, no, what killed him was the lack of air from somebody kneeling on his neck. Yeah, America's leading pulmonologist said he couldn't get enough air into his lungs. Wow. Oof. Yeah. Um. So Bill Gates has got an idea for dealing with global warming. He worries about that a lot. Let's, yes. just, let's roll a little of this. Bill Gates is backing the first high-altitude experiment of one radical climate change solution, creating a massive chemical cloud that could cool the Earth. It's called solar geoengineering, and it's highly controversial. Yeah. It would look something like this. Thousands of planes would fly very high and use nozzles to inject millions of tons of light-reflecting particles into the stratosphere. It would create a thin chemical cloud of those particles around the whole planet, blocking some sunlight from reaching the surface. It would mimic a giant volcanic eruption, which we know cools the Earth. Mimicking an eruption and bringing about the cataclysmic blah, blah, blah. The blah, blah, blah doesn't really matter. The point is, it would bring on something history-changing. Please, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the dinosaurs, or a planet of the apes, or something. <laughs> like the, the trigger, simulating a gigantic volcanic eruption that we know cools the Earth seems like a very strange way to say we're going to replicate an extinction-level event. Yeah, yeah. and the, the, the question that uh, I think a lot of people have is, could Bill Gates do this with the amount of money he's got Without anybody else saying sure, I think is there he anything would probably shoot him? down his planes. 
wouldn't we? You wouldn't know. I mean, he he could have uh, he could have planes, private planes, fly to a certain area and release all these reflective particles. As a guy who didn't go ter- do terribly well in science, I admit I'm not really the go-to guy for this, but it strikes me that, I mean, the questions are, how many of the particles, how much are you going to cool the earth? How much of the sun do you plan to block? And how do you know that's exactly the right amount? For how and long, And what happens yeah. if, you, if you go too far? For how long? Right. I mean, if the temperature drops 10 degrees for years, obviously the world would be much different. I would say. No, he'd be completely guessing based on, you know, some scientists' uh... models, computer models. I just, I found that wild. Do we have people that have enough money to do something like that at this point in world history? Change the temperature of the earth for a significant amount of time. No, I'm sure this will work. I'm sure of it. It's very Montgomery Burnsian. If it doesn't work, I owe you a Coke. Yeah, it is. It's Montgomery Burns. Yeah, it's excellent. So Bill Gates is going to do this. This is great. This is unfolding. They've released the particles, and, well, look at that. All the whales are floating belly up in the ocean. (laughs) Didn't see that. Now the birds have fallen from the sky, but I'm sure this will work. I'm certain of it. Oh, it turns out that uh, previously little studied ray from the sun is what supports humans' ability to breathe. No, Bill. No. Thank you, but no, Bill. Good idea. Thank you. Or it's too cold to grow any wheat over half the world or something. Well, yeah. I mean, see, the problem with the, the Earth, Jack, is that it has healing mechanisms that counter, you know, uh, if something happens, there's a counter to it. And and it's been dis- there have been all sorts of studies on this, but uh, one of the effects of uh, the the COVID shutdown was that there was less pollution, which allowed more of the sun's rays to hit the earth, which warmed the earth. Nobody saw that coming, but that generally would cause something else to happen that would tend to cool the earth. No, Bill. Again, thank you so much for at your idea. Very really min- interesting. At the very minimum, Mister Gates, before we give you the go ahead. I'm going to need you to outline what is the undo button for this. (laughs) Exactly. How can we take these back in if, on a chance, you're wrong and we don't like it? It's it's just so clearly the first chapter in a science fiction novel. Bill Gates has a plan to dim the sun (laughs) is the headline of that. Okay. Yikes. We'll see. A couple of quick follow-ups, headlines, etc., Oops, and of course it updates the uh, the, the thingy here. Uh, I sound like Joe Biden. Uh, let's see, DMX has passed. Um, I'm sorry, this is... Uh, oh, gosh dang it, stop it! Uh, a defeated Trump is making a muddle of the GOP. Uh, Biden is creating a commission to study expanding the Supreme Court. There you Whoops, go. thought that was over. So Amazon... Amazon workers defeat unionization effort at an Alabama warehouse by two to one. Mm. Uh, police actions during Floyd's arrest caused his death. Caused his death, according to yet another pathologist. Prince Philip has died. I'm not and sure in, I've ever seen a less impressive lawyer in a high-profile case than the defense guy in this. In this so one. far, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm afraid, or not afraid. I, I just don't think he has anything to work with. He has he has no good cards to play and he's playing them poorly. Right. 
And one final note, we were talking earlier about uh, a terrible racist act at Albion College where racist slogans were were spray-painted on a wall. And, you know, it please, you know, I've seen so many of these. You could have told me the facts of it, and I would have told you it was a student, uh, either a black student or a white activist. Anyway, yeah, it turns out to be a young black man who did it. What's hilarious about this, and troubling, this is how far gone our universities are. Albion College added in writing about this, We know the acts of racism that have occurred this week are not about one particular person or one particular incident. We know that there is a significant history of racial pain and trauma on campus, and we are taking action to repair our community. So even though it was a black activist who did it, they're still calling it racist acts, and they say it's not about one particular person or one particular incident. We're still going to take actions. How crazy is that? That's pretty crazy. How crazy is that that's what gaslighting is wow. i mean if i found out that my wife was trying to make me insane by you know strewing dead rats to and fro in our house everywhere i turn there's another dead rat and then finally somehow a detective maybe it's detective poirot maybe it's you know sherlock holmes he comes to me and says joe your wife judy who heretofore was thought of as a sweetheart and an angel, has been trying to drive you mad by throwing dead rats all around your house. I'd say, oh, my God, as my wife is handcuffed and brought off to prison, I'd say, oh, my God, thank you, Sherlock Holmes. Nonetheless, our rat problem in this house is not about any one person or any one incident. I'm going to call an exterminator. You've missed the point completely, you crazy people. <laughs> Wow, what do you, what do you do? What do you what do you do? What? what you do? You dim the sun. <laughs> That's our way out of so many problems. Dim the sun <laughs> with its oppressive brightness. Who will stand up to the sun? Uh, there are headlines around a couple of the biggest companies in the world that are American companies. We should tell you about before we get out of here. All that stuff on the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Rapper DMX has died, and I must admit I didn't know him, but as Sean said, he was a big deal for Sean's high school years, and um, Sean just gave us a little snippet of an interview that he had done back in 2008. Anyway, he was asked about his feelings about Barack Obama. He had never heard of him. <laughs> this is during the election, right? During yes. the campaign? Well, Brock and Hillary were still running against it, oh, each right, other for right. the nomination so the primary, at the time. Yeah, yeah. But he still, he had never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> A black rapper had never heard of the black guy that the, you know most people were thinking was the most likely person to end up president out of the race. And the savior, yeah. His name is Barack? Where's he from? Africa. What? <laughs> Just like completely unaware. I'd love to live my life that oblivious. Born in Hawaii, by the way. Please don't email. Please don't. Um, Front page of the Wall Street Journal. A couple of interesting stories. One, we haven't talked about this, and it's been in the news a lot. GM has had to shut down a couple of their big plants in America because they just don't have enough computer chips. They can't finish the cars, and they're so far behind. They've just stopped production. This is a couple of weeks after Ford shut down a couple of plants, including uh, one of their big ones in Michigan that makes the F-150. 
the biggest money maker and the biggest selling vehicle in the entire world. For the last 30 years, they're not making many of them because they just don't have the computer chips. So is this a COVID thing? Is this a function of uh, the market or is this China flexing its muscles? Uh, I think it's a supply chain thing, just the, you know, the, the ongoing supply chain thing. Yeah, but I wonder whether China is thinking, hmm, wait a minute, this is interesting. I don't I'm sure, know. That. I'm sure they've they've studied every single lever they have over the American economy. Yeah, but anyway, both companies, GM and Ford, two of the biggest companies in the world, cutting production for months as they try to line up chips. I mean, the the ripples of all this is just it'll take so long for this to untangle and for it to once again become a a functioning free market. We need to start making them here. Yeah, oh, or in helpful. this hemisphere, anyway, yeah. yeah. And speaking yeah. of China and how evil they are, Procter & Gamble, one of the biggest companies in the world. I'm a stockholder, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, back when I had babies, I thought I should buy some Procter & Gamble, as many products as they make. Hmm. Um, they have been working with China to try to figure out a way around Apple's privacy rules, because China is really good at that and spends a lot of time at it. So here's an American company working with the evil Chinese. And when you talk about China... And companies, you're talking about the Communist Party because you don't get to be a big company. You don't get to be anything in China without the approval or interaction with the the Chinese Communist, oh, yeah. Communist Party. So PG&E is working with the number one enemy of the United States on planet Earth to try to get around an American company's privacy rules. How do you like well, that? And there are dozens, hundreds of companies crawling all over each other to work more closely with the Chinese military right now. Crazy. Yeah, I find that troubling. And it's the front page. It's the number one story in the Wall Street Journal today, so they thought it was a big deal. It's an exclusive. See if they get any pushback on that. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> Days are coming when where we're really going to have to figure this out. I don't know where the breaking point's going to be. You know, I'm thinking the Oscars maybe. If that Chinese woman wins Best Picture or Best Director and says something, uh, that might be the break for Hollywood. You've got the Olympics. That's going to be another point of leverage. Are all these companies that are in for gazillions of dollars for being the sole sponsor of the Winter Games in Beijing, are they going to stay on board? Are we going to send our team? I don't know. Well, not to mention all the companies that have many multiples of that amount of money at stake just in their day-to-day economic interactions with China. Sure. They're not going to give that up easily. No. If I were a more ambitious fellow, I would write you the novel about when the day war comes and companies unwilling to unravel from China and the controversies over whether they're traitorous or not, what should be done about them. Economic your ideals of freedom if you want to suck on the warm teat of China. That's right. There's that. That was DMX there. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. He's riding with the Rough Riders, or whatever that song was called. Our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael? Well, I'm supposed to make a romantic dinner tonight, but... There's 19 Hot Pocket flavors, and i got to get the right one that goes with the Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. You there know? are 19 Hot Pocket flavors. Yeah. Really? Wait, i gotta, I got to tell my son that. He'll be excited. Huh. Positive Sean, speaking of uh, Hot Pocket experts, do you have a final thought for us? My favorite Twitter advice that I got in the last 24 hours, hard work pays, but it takes forever. You can reap the benefits of laziness immediately. <laughs> uh, Jack, <laughs> uh, a final thought for us. You can reap the benefits of laziness immediately. That's funny. The payoff is very quick. 
That's hilarious. I'm going to be following this Bill Gates's plan to dim the sun story. I'll keep you updated on it. I find it fascinating and hilarious. My final thought is actually a tease the next week, in which our freedom-loving quotes of the day will be from the great author Voltaire. How cultured does that sound for you? And I'll tease you with a uh, Voltaire quote. A witty saying proves nothing. How much of politics these days is witty sayings or slogans? Persuasive-sounding greeting card slogans. A witty saying proves nothing. That's pretty good. It is pretty good. So, rapper... You, You think Voltaire needs your praise? Rapper DMX, who just died uh, today, drug overdose, 15 kids. Oh, boy. That's a lot of kids. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have a lot of great hot links for you to click on all the stories, videos we talked about. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you see something over the weekend we ought to be talking about, send it along. Again, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You can get some A&G swag. Uh, pick it up for yourself, your friends, your loved ones. Suspected drug overdose, but don't die of a drug overdose at age 50. That's my advice for the weekend. With a dozen and a quarter of kids? God bless Yikes. America. And when it's over, it is over. It is over. I probably smoke more Parmesan cheese than anyone. It was epic. <laughs> but damn it. So say it with me. See, si, say quadway. We've reached a critical point. I got time to jam this in. As I said at the time, that's a lot like asking Ghislaine Maxwell to, to chaperone a high school prom. This is not against the laws. Okay. That's the fact, Jack. Get off our show, fair weather idiots. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.